Front office, please hold. better call somebody it's me it's me the host of the fop what's going on everybody the boys are back for another week of the front office podcast jet kev what's happening chilling Honestly, Kyle, without a doubt, the worst intro you've ever done. I'm I'm happy to have witnessed it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, so it's going to be a little bit of a different experience tonight, everybody who's listening, because Kevin's actually on the road. He's our he's our man in the field right now. He's going to uh, explore different parts of the city. Uh, he's got us on while driving. So uh, hopefully he uh, he stays safe and doesn't uh, doesn't get too amped up during his segments. But um, Boys, it's it's been a minute. You know, we we took last week off. You know, obviously we had, we all had a lot going on. So, uh, you know, it's been a it's been a little bit of uh, of, of longing to you know, to get back and, and doing an episode here. But before we do that, we just wanted to say, as always, the front office podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Smoke Shack and BTP Smokehouse. Uh, for anybody who's listening to the show as a loyal listener, go enter the promo code Kevin. FOP10 at checkout. Um, and for just a quick reminder as well, the, the little shack out in Carp Road uh, shut down for the rest of the season. So go get your barbecue on at the BTP Smokehouse location. And uh, along with that, anyone who is looking for something to do while you're streaming online, you're looking to do a little surfing, you know, you got some time on the toilet, whatever, you know, whatever it may be, go hop over to frontofficepodcast.com. We finally have the website up and running. We got tons of cool shit on there. And Kevin is going to have his weekly blog happening anytime soon. Um, so keep your eyes peeled for that. But, uh, and again, frontofficepodcast.com, everybody. And on that note, gentlemen, we, uh, we obviously didn't do an episode last week, but you guys had a bet from two weeks ago regarding fantasy football and, you know, very boring to say that you guys ended up pushing because you both covered the over. You both yeah. beat Hendy and his points uh, points scored during that week. So we have another bet that's coming up between Jet and Kev. So obviously, guys, you guys can you know carry it over to fantasy football as well. But there's a pretty big fight this weekend with Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder three happening. So I'll leave it over to you guys. What do you guys want to wager on with your three weeks? you know, build up of this bet. I made the last one. You go for it, Kev. Uh, okay. Here's a bet. Um, I'm thinking we put a f- uh, bet on this fight that Kyle's talking about. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't paying attention. 
Shit, I got to get gas. Keep talking amongst yourselves. <laughs> oh, my God. The irony that you have to get gas when you're usually putting out gas. Oh, stop on the side of the road, take a shit, too. Like, that's the day's not done. Bro. The day is yet to be done. Well, okay. You guys amongst yourselves. I got to get my Costco card here. Go get gas. Uh, remember, FOP10 uh, Costco cards. We're now sponsored by Costco. This is an exclusive Costco sponsorship uh, plug right now. Uh, FOP10 at your Costco retailers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please everybody go everybody go to Costco and save FOP 10 and see where that gets you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I said that to someone I almost got arrested. <laughs> All right, so wow. Kev wants to bet on the fights jet. Uh, what uh what are the parameters of the bet? Kev is not in the car anymore, so he will have no idea what he's betting and you can absolutely just run away with this thing. Um uh the bet will be if Tyson Fury finishes uh, Deontay Wilder Deontay Wilder again, that would be what? That would be three wins? No, because it was a draw the first one. Ah, it was a draw the first one. That's right. So that would be two wins. So I feel like we should do something having to do with like a double of something. Hmm. So may may I be so bold as to interject? Go for it. On Go Kevin it. on Kevin's behalf, I will I will be his proxy vote. So Jet, are you taking Tyson Fury winning the fight? Yes. Okay. So yes. is it gonna you be can't sh- tell a dude you go you can't tell a dude you go you gonna eat his fucking heart and then lose the fight. Like it's not possible. Okay, so <laughs> is so is it gonna be just win loss or is it gonna be finish versus non finish? Uh, let's, nah, let's go let's go win loss okay let's go so, loss. so you get tyson fury so here's the wager because you said you want okay. to do a double okay yeah the loser has to do a double shot of prairie fire the hell's that you can't bring your you can't bring your white people stuff onto the show like that oh. i don't know what prairie fire oh, is if you don't know what it is you can't afford it <laughs> are you saying i should ba- i should basically just take two shots of kerosene or something pretty much so for anyone who's listening uh you probably know what prairie fire is uh prairie fire is tequila mixed with tabasco sauce Ugh. <laughs> but that has nothing to do with the prairies i know it sounds wrong <laughs> so why would as my mom would say as my mom would say <laughs> Why are you doing that, baby? Why are you doing that? Because, <laughs> Why are you doing because that? you know what? Again, it's been a couple of weeks since we've done an episode. We need to take it up a notch here. So the loser has to do two shots of Prairie Fire. Wow. Deal? Wow. I'm, yeah, sure. Why not? Look, yeah, man, you, you've got the upper hand here because you... Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm down. I'm down. All right. I am, I am totally down. Yeah. So... I am being Kevin's proxy vote. I am signing off on this bet for him. Two shots of Prairie Fire are on the line. Put it on the board. I like it. I freaking like it. No one really grinds my beans. Oh, Kev, (laughs) you are in for an absolute treat for this wager, my friend. 
Well, you don't gas prices. Don't worry. Uh, you won't listen to the episode, so you won't find out until next week when we record. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, trust me. You guys are betting on. So you're 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 hoping Deontay Wilder wins the fight. Let's just put it that way. Oh yeah. Okay. No, that's a horrible thing to hope for. Okay. All right. <laughs> I guess but, that's what I get for uh, putting gas in during uh, filming. Okay. Yeah. Got it. I, I I was your proxy vote, so I signed off on it for you. Kyle, you know better. <laughs> All right. So but honestly, honestly, loser buys the winner a, ga- a tank of gas. Oh, you're gonna be. Putting Full something in your body that's like gasoline if you lose the fight. Oh shit! What is? What's the? What? Hold on here. Hold on here. What am I getting into? Mm-hmm. Should I tell him, or should I just leave him kind of in limbo right now? Ah, okay. Oh, leave, All right. Hold leave on. Him in limbo. Leave him in limbo. Okay. So, Kev, you will find out what you are. You know what? Jet, Jet, and I will both text you on the weekend once we know okay. who who wins the bet. Just prepare your right, gut. That's fair. Prepare your gut. Uh, we're crying out loud. <laughs> All right. I think Deontay Wilder's due here. I think he's due. All right. The Gypsy King is done. If that's the case, if that's the case, that's basically uh, like you being the generals. <laughs> I thought the generals were due. <laughs> All right. Straight. You bet against the Harlem Globetrotters? <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, so on that note, now that Kevin's back, he's ripping across the city. Where are you right now, Kev? I'm supposed to get on the 416, but I think I might stop and get a, uh, a bottle of water. You know that gas stations also have that uh, particular item, right? Yeah, but Costco gas, you can't just walk in and get that. That's the thing. All right. So hey, the new the new Amazon building out this way is huge. I know. By the way, don't forget to put in FOP FOP fifteen <laughs> on your next Amazon order. We're now sponsored by Amazon. Catch our next episode live in space on a giant <laughs> sprocket. You'll see our logo floating on uh, on Jeff Bezos's spaceship. Oh my god! <laughs> space. I, I I don't I don't want our logo floating on a. Blue penis? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just blue because there's no oxygen in space, Jethro. You know, you know what that reminded you know what that, you know what that reminded me of? Remember the episode of South Park where what's it, Mister Garrison creates that machine that travels like the speed of light? <laughs> but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has everybody convinced that it's the only way to travel that you have to have the seat like rammed up your ass such a great allegory for like for was it plane travel or whatever for air travel and and i kind of and i yeah and i kind of feel like jeff bezos's scientists were convincing him that that's the only way to build a rocket (laughs) you're sitting there in a room totally on Jethro's edibles and they're like how can we F with this gun so bad I got it penis rocket it's the only way to get the here Jeff I'm telling you be serial here yeah Jeff honestly man I- I'm telling you right now the only way that you get into space is to jump in a giant smurf penis that is literally <laughs> the only way that you-, you can travel into space 
Elon Musk is doing it. Well, if Elon Musk is doing it. <laughs> wow. Oh, I've always been against the war. I'm in favor of the war, too. Rubble, rubble, rubble. <laughs> All right. So uh, now that we've got some ridiculous content already on, on record, let's jump What's over. This show? Let's, let's, let, let's jump over to the mobile version of Grinding Beans. Grinding Beans. Oh, you want the special car version? You want you want the mobile Grinding Beans? Well, here. <laughs> and we lost Kev. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Wait, can you guys hear me? Oh, now we got you. Now we got you. Literally sounded like a robot penis. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm just going into space. Now I'm on the 416, and there's no lights. But civilization will come soon, I'm sure. But my my session of grind and beans is going to be very all over the map today. But it's going to start with something we're all probably talking about a bit. Urban Meyer. Decides that after having, um, you know, a, a Thursday nighter in, in his old state, right, Ohio, where he was coach Ohio State, the Ohio State Buckeyes, decides he's going to stay in the state of Ohio and send all of his players and, and personnel back to Jacksonville. He's going to stay up there to visit his grandkids. And what does he do? Goes out to a bar, gets caught on camera and social media grinding with a very, very nifty-looking young lady. A couple things I want to take away from this that grinds my beans. One, Urban Meyer's a moron for doing that. It's week four of the season, you're 0-4. If you were going to stay behind and give your guys any bit of a break, it's kind of on the same level as the Vikings boat cruise with strippers, okay? You don't use your week, you don't use your time off to go and party when you're 0-4. People would have been okay with Urban Meyer grinding on pretty much anybody that night if they were 4-0. Let's be honest about this, okay? So my first being to grind is for Urban Meyer making an awfully poor decision, which is very Urban Meyer-esque. It's led him into some hot water before his decision making. I feel like maybe his wife needs to pipe up a little bit more and tell him not to do certain things, okay? But the next being I want to grind is... He's a robot again. Oh, the, the one... Can you hear me? <laughs> we coming through? Yeah, we Have know. I been talking this entire time? And you haven't heard me? This is so good. Like, oh, my God. I'm so angry. I'm so angry right now. Can you hear me? <laughs> now we can hear you. <laughs> when, where did I cut Right at right as you were getting into your second part of your point. Okay, my second point, and I think everyone was going to agree. When did we become this society where a person has no safe place in a public area? Why are we taking pictures and videos of Urban Meyer grinding with a girl in a bar? If we saw some old man at a bar and there was a girl leaning up against him while he was on a stool, and if you look at the video, it's pretty juvenile. He's clearly got his hand on the stool and is kind of keeping her, her behind out of his front end, okay? He's, he's obviously trying to draw the limit, and he obviously doesn't want to be rude to the young lady. I 
really don't think anything nefarious or extramarital is happening here. It's just a really bad look for an 0-4 coach who's already got a lot of bad reputation going into this and people within the organization are complaining. But when do we become the society where we're going to take out our phone and take that picture and videotape it? Why is that a thing? I don't care what Urban Meyer does in his downtime. Even if it was the biggest Jacksonville fan in the world, of which I'm sure there is one or two people like that, even <laughs> if I was that big fan for that team, I would be so, so far removed from caring what he does during a bye week uh, and, and what he does in terms of what we see on social media. All I care about is whether or not the team's winning and he's being a good coach to the players. I don't care about the rest of that stuff. So why is that something that is top of all the headlines for every uh, sports outlet? Why am I hearing everyone's perspective on Urban Meyer's apology? It almost seems political, right? I don't want to get into the politics of our own country and what we're dealing with right now. But I don't think we need to treat football coaches to the same level of discretion or uh, political correctness that we treat our politicians and people that are our leaders. I don't care what Urban Meyer does in his downtime. I don't care who he grinds against. The only thing that matters about Urban Meyer right now is the team is 0-4 and there is clearly a lack of leadership. That's all they should be talking about. It has nothing to do with whoever grinded what, what on his hoop billy. And that, Kyle, is what is grinding my beans, the mobile version. So <clears throat> two points on this one. So, one, yep. I love how you kept dropping in and out. That is literally the antithesis of exactly what we wanted from the mobile version of Grinding Beans. And two, very fitting that your Grinding Beans segment was regarding someone who was grinding their beans against someone else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well said, well said. But... uh yeah, I, I mean, that was obviously the viral video that went out this uh, this past week. And again, pretty ridiculous when you've got a guy who's a grandfather who's been married for 37 years. I mean, you know, you're out there, you're taking photos with people and whatnot. Like, just, just go home and drink, man. Like, you've got a house in Ohio. Just go home and drink. Don't put yourself in that position. But... Anyways, is what it is. Typical of an Ohio State coach, you know, just bringing controversy everywhere he goes. It's uh, it's a shame, really. And anyone who cheers for that team should be shamed as well. I don't know what Ohio State is. I know what the Ohio State is. <laughs> prefer that you refer to it in the proper vernacular, but anyways. Never. Um, all right. So, uh, so, fitting that Urban Myers, obviously his feelings have been hurt. His, his team, their morale has been hurt. So let's get, you know, kick it over to our pal Jet to talk about actual injuries and injury prevention with another installment of Constantly Improving. Medic! <laughs> Alrighty, so um, I'm going to talk about an injury that uh, Kyle, I know that you um in the fantasy world uh we're, we're affected by this injury and Which one you and, <laughs> this is true this is true but what i was gonna say is that you also made a trade in another league with kev 
and now he's affected by the said injury, right? So, of course, I'm talking about uh, Chicago Bears, uh, you know, star running back and breakout running back, David Montgomery. So this past weekend, um, it looked like a pretty scary injury when it first happened. Um, So he got tackled and uh, he injured his knee. Uh, after watching the film, because it's I love how when you when you look for an injury in news reports, all the, the majority of them just say knee sprain, knee sprain. They, they they don't they never go into specifics. They just say knee sprain. But in looking at how the injury happened and looking at um, uh, you know just the mechanism of injury, uh, from what I understand, he injured his MCL on his left knee. Um, so. That's actually a best case scenario because it's not an ACL. When it's an ACL, it's no bueno. It's not good at all. Um, but when it's an MCL, again, granted, it's not great. You don't want any knee injuries. But for those who don't know what the MCL is, the MCL is the ligament that is in inner part of your knee, which basically keeps your knee from buckling uh, on the inside. So especially as a running back, taking hits to the knees, uh, the MCL tends to be a lot more vulnerable um, than other than other structures in the knee, right? Because uh, your LCL, which is on the outer part of your knee, it's it, it tends to be a little bit tougher than than the uh, MCL. So, so your MCL is like Urban Meyer's willpower at a Columbus bar. God damn! <laughs> <laughs> you said everyone's an MCL. If that girl's at the bar. I'm just saying. <laughs> But you know what? Okay, I'm going to go back to my injury. But in his defense, okay, first of all, he kind of looked like, you guys are going to laugh, but he kind of looked like I did at my bachelor party. You know what I mean? (laughs) 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 Just just kind of like... Don't get into too many specifics. Your wife listens to this. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. She knows, she knows, she knows. So it's like, he was old boy was just trying to, you know, not have his hands be idle tools of the devil. It's just like, yo, I'm just gonna hang out here. What you want me to do? This girl's backing it up on me. I, 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 I don't know what to tell you. But yeah. you know what's, yeah. But what's, but what's funny is that, you know, whenever you see these like Viagra commercials and they're saying, oh, you know, if, if you if you got a if you got a boner that lasts more than a couple hours, like you should, you should call the doctor. We all know that we wouldn't call the doctor. And there was a comedian who talked about it. He's like, hell no, I'm, I'm calling my friends. I'd be like, yo, I've been hard for like five hours and I'm still going. <laughs> why couldn't why couldn't they give Urban Meyer the same courtesy? It's like, yo, this young Ting Ting is backing it up on me. My, I ain't doing nothing. My hands are where anybody everybody can see them. I'm not groping the girl. I'm not, I'm not doing anything like that. But everybody's gonna come at me. I should be commended, damn it. <laughs> He's not the Arkansas coach who's getting into motorcycle crashes with his girlfriend from the office. Like, oh, Petito. He's he's just sitting on a stool. It it just so happens that stool tends to attract very fit young blondes who prefer to bribe their mom on someone to an Usher song. All I'm saying is the man was just in the wrong place at the right time. <laughs> All right, oh, back man. to the injury. So uh, they're saying that he's going to be out 
uh, about four to six weeks, which which makes sense depending on the severity of the injury. Um, but the reason that ligaments tend to take a little bit longer is because if you Google, uh, you know, MCL ligament uh, in Google Images, you'll notice that ligaments tend to be a little bit more whitish. Some of them are even a little bit kind of bluish. Uh, the reason for that is because ligaments have a terrible blood supply. Terrible, terrible blood supply. Huh? Terrible, terrible, terrible blood supply. So those injuries tend to take a little bit longer um, to heal. Now, I think that David Montgomery will heal fairly well as well because just of his build, like he's a little bit more stocky. He's not super tall. Like if this was an injury with someone like a Derrick Henry or something, knock on wood, I hope that doesn't happen. But if it was a taller type of or or leaner type of running back this would be more of a problem right but because he's a bit stockier i think he'll he'll recover fairly well but because the blood supply is not good and the blood is what carries the nutrients that help to heal uh the injury you know that's why you hear about guys who have like a thigh issue or a calf issue they tend to heal a little bit faster than when you hear like ligament damage um or ligament strain i should say uh, they tend to heal a little bit faster, but it makes sense. He'll he'll probably be out four to six weeks. Um, hopefully, they bring him along. He'll probably start off with a brace when he comes back, uh, just to support that uh, ligament. But whenever you see a guy get tackled in a position where it's basically knock knee, you know, where his knee buckles towards the inside, like that, that's an MCL injury uh, nine times out of ten. And sometimes ACL as well. So the fact that he he didn't tear his ACL, sorry, I hate to open up on old wounds there, Kyle. But whenever, uh, whatever, because the trifecta typically is when you when you take a hit to the side of the knee, a lot of times it will injure your MCL, ACL, and medial meniscus. Uh, so the fact that he got away with just his MCL getting injured, that is a bonus and i'm happy for the young man that that's all that happened so in terms of how do you avoid that in a sport like football very difficult to avoid just have those um, quads boy just it, that's exactly what i was going to say keep that knee as strong as possible but i would also add and um you know we we've talked you talked about it with dr rayner and with uh joey kwasneski and the other episodes where we're talking about training and pre prehab and so on and so forth getting comfortable with with being comfortable in awkward positions so putting a little bit of stress on the mcl so that your knee kind of goes oh wait i've been here before obviously not with the same velocity but putting yourself in awkward positions here and there just so that you can actually train your ligaments to to respond to that type of stress as well and single leg balance of course just to get your proprioception aka balance up yeah, and you know, obviously, we're, we're hoping for a quick recovery from Mr. Montgomery. Um, I know that uh, not only does the Chicago Bears' season success hinge on on his availability, but I think a lot of people's fantasy teams also hinge on his availability as well. With how important he's been to uh, to that rushing attack over the last couple of years, so you know, hopefully, he heals fast. Before we get into our topic this week, I just have a you know, I wanted to talk about this, and I wanted to have a little micro you know, bean grind that uh, that's been bugging me. And I want to get off my chest for the last few weeks, but I think now is the okay, time. Okay, here we go. I think now here is we the, go. Here we go. So, 
can we as a society stop overusing the term goat it is insane how everybody and their brother sister cousin neighbor friend you know everybody is referred to as the goat of something everyone the term goat refers to the greatest of all time you cannot have 1700 greatest of all times in the same god dang sport it is impossible everyone jumped on this bandwagon when tom brady was going through all of his records and super bowl and it's like oh he's the goat he's the goat now you're seeing oh well you know this kid rushed for two touchdowns at a high school game he's the goat and you know this <laughs> this teacher, you know this teacher, you know finished up his entire lecture without having any kids fall asleep. He he's the goat. Like, can we stop using the word goat in the wrong context every time we have to describe something that's of relevant decency? It is insane. It drives me nuts. Stop using the word goat unless you were referring to the actual greatest of all time and whatever you were referring to them in. That's it. <laughs> Kyle, I'm just going to interrupt you for a second. I love that you brought this up. Remember the time when we went to a house party in university and I introduced <laughs> myself to everyone as goat and your brother introduced himself as Nomar Garcia Pera and <laughs> some random guy named Charles actually believed us and thought that I was goat and he was Noma. I do, I do remember that. And, and I remember going up a floor every, you know, every couple of minutes. And the higher, it's like an eight story yeah, the higher we got in the, in the complex, the weirder the party got. So <laughs> we, got to, we got to the top and it was like a seance with like yeah. a pentagram and candles everywhere. But the floor before it was like a bunch of college kids just yeah. drinking. It yeah. The weirdest it, it, thing in the world. It was extremely weird. And the fact that we remember that almost 20 years later is hilarious <laughs> to me. But yeah, I, I mean, that in that term, Kevin, the, the word goat, very appropriate because you're fucking with somebody. So, yes, thank you. You know, that that that's fine. Where I draw the line is like, People who listen to this podcast, they would never refer to us as the greatest of all time. But we do a mediocre job here. But if someone were to say, oh, the front office podcast, you know, they're the goats. Like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're not. So stop saying that. I am. Like, people do think my name is GOAT. Not G-O-A-T as an acronym. But literally, I just introduced myself as GOAT. Pleased to meet you, Goat. I'm Charles, <laughs> as I recall. We G- still remember that. My name is Goat, G-H-O-T-E. <laughs> yes, now we're talking. Yeah, goat. No, it's that, what was that band? Goat, 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 See, you can, you, you can overuse that. Yeah. Okay, you, we can compare people to a, you know, a one-hit wonder band there you every go. now and then. That's fine, but you can't say greatest of all time for you know, a rookie offensive player who, who has a really good week in week four. Can't do that. And like, you know, Kev, I think you know what, what's triggering this whenever whenever I'm, I'm getting upset. At, you know, it, again, everyone uses the word goat for everything. If you have respect for somebody, he's the goat, she's the goat. This, 
they're great. You know, fantastic person. Very good at what yep. they do. Very appropriate ways to describe somebody and their and their skill level. Exceptional. Exceptional. We could say exceptional. Yeah. Or, and I, I'm just going to throw this out there, the one true goat, and I think we could do a whole episode on it. I think we're going to say, there's, there, we could talk Michael Jordan, we could talk Wayne Gretzky, we could talk LeBron James, we can talk uh, Tom Brady, Joe Montana. But the real goat here is that girl that grinded on Urban Meyer. I think we're all on the same page. I kind of, I just want to know what she's up to. Like, what's her background? What's her bio? Is she at USC? Does she go to uh, Florida State? Like, what's she studying? What's her interest? Where does she like to hang out on Tuesdays at 730? I just want to know what, what her, what, what's going on there with the goat, the goat of grinding. Just and, you know, and, and it comes back full circle. So, Again, um, two for the price of one grinding beans tonight. Um, all right, so on to our topic of the week, and a thing that's been very relevant in the sports world, um, over the last couple of weeks is actually a sport that we don't talk about a whole lot, and that's baseball. So, we've done a couple of episodes where we've talked about obviously the front office film critics with the sandlot. We've talked about a couple of different things with bets and wagers that we've made regarding baseball. We haven't actually talked about, you know, something relevant in regards to baseball. Anyone who follows the Tampa Bay Rays, they know that they are very successful. They've kind of taken on this persona as like the lovable, like low, low budget, small market team, that just keeps beating all the high budget, you know, New York's and Boston's of the world. They're kind of what the Oakland days used to be in the Moneyball era. Recently, during one of their last regular season games of this season, they had an ad go on their center field billboard, which stated starting in the year 2027, the Tampa Bay Rays are going to split time between Tampa Bay and Montreal. So, very interesting because anyone who lives in Canada who's followed baseball knows that the Expos still have such a great place in everyone's heart. You know, they unfairly, you know, didn't have a chance to compete for a World Series in 1994 when the league went on strike. They had a fantastic team. They've had so many great players come through that organization since their inception in the 60s. And then, obviously, the move to Washington left a bitter taste in a lot of people's mouths. But there's been chatter about Montreal getting a team full-time, you know, in the near future. So this was actually a really nice, you know, development to hear because I think anyone who wants that team back in Montreal is jumping for joy right now. But there's a couple different sides to this coin. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. So we're going to have a three-way debate as to what the best course of action would be for the Tampa Bay Rays baseball team. So Kevin, you are going to take the side of Tampa Bay needs to stay in Tampa full time. Jethro, you are going to take the side of the Tampa Bay Rays need to become the Montreal Expos and play in Montreal full time. And I will be Switzerland and sit on both sides of the fence and Tell everybody why it's exceptional for, you know, for the team to split time between two markets. Boys, are we ready to go? Let's freaking go. 
let's do this just like the sport of baseball and take all night trying to get to some kind of conclusion. <laughs> all right. So, um, you know, Kev, let's start off with you because obviously you're taking the stance of the team's already in Tampa Bay, right? So as far as everything goes, they're trying to get a new stadium built there. The government hasn't budged on it yet, you know, but they're working around it. Obviously, we've seen successful sports teams come out of Tampa Bay recently with the Lightning and the Buccaneers winning the last two championships in their respective sports. What's your take on keeping the Rays in Tampa? Give us give us your elevator pitch. All right. It's very straightforward and simple. You cannot run a league where at any point in time, a loved team can be relocated at the discretion of the owner. I'm sorry. I know it happens. It happened to the Expos. I hate that aspect of professional sports. You cannot ask a city that is going to invest its money, right? We're, we invest. Every city in, uh, in Canada and the United States has invested taxpayer dollars into the infrastructure of a team, into the location of a team, pretty much into everything. And, you know, you use the example of the L.A., Oakland, Las Vegas Raiders as an example of that. They move whenever the city stops giving them the money. My argument here is, you cannot run a league and expect people to be fans, especially if you want to expand your league and create um, new teams by asking the people of the city to devote their time and their attention, their money and their love and respect to this team. And then on a whim decide it is in your owner's best interests to relocate the team. Okay. Now, I know that the proposed pitch here is that you're splitting time between Montreal and Tampa. That is, in my opinion, the stupidest thing you could possibly do. You're, you're now, instead of adding another team to the league, you're having a team in the league. And by having, I mean halving it. You are cutting a team in half. You have 2.5 versions of a team now. That, to me, is not sincere how could you ask people to rally behind it how can you ask a city to invest in it when you're creating this new precedent that at any point you will pull this thing that everyone loves simply if it means more money for the ownership group or the owner okay to me you cannot be respected as a league if you allow that to happen so the commissioner of the mlb and truly the commissioner of any professional sports league should be very careful about owners speaking publicly about relocating a team at their own discretion. Okay. I hate that. And we live in a city where that happens all the time with the owner of the Ottawa centers, Eugene Melnick. I, I don't think any owner should have that ability. Okay. I think there should almost be a clause in every professional league that if you are at any point, not happy as an owner, you can opt out and sell your shares in the team back to the league or to the city that you're in. Okay. I think that, you know, the green Bay Packers model Okay, that team ain't going anywhere for a very long time, unless the city does not exist anymore. Okay. Uh, I think it's wrong and it shouldn't happen. It can't happen. If, M if the MLB wants to have a team in Montreal, they should do what everyone else does when they want something, do it, but not at the loss of someone else, not at the loss of the fans in Tampa. NC. Wow. All right. 
so Kev's starting out very strong with the pro Tampa um, pitch on keeping the Rays. So Jet, over to you now on the opposite side of things, and why should the team be in Montreal full time? It should be in Montreal because I was born in Quebec, Tabarnak. Mike drop. Checks out. <laughs> Checks out. That's for sure. Um, you know what? Um, so the reason I think I think that it would do well in Montreal is because Montreal is probably it's basically like a French New York, right? So you you have a very big population. It's a tourist attraction. I'd say outside of maybe Toronto and Vancouver, it's it's probably the biggest tourist city in Canada. Uh, I may be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure Toronto and 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 Toronto and Vancouver are up there. You could you could say an argument for Ottawa and Calgary. I, I would even say that Montreal might be number one, man. Wait, Club Super Sex, right? So. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Ur- Ur- Urban Meyer would agree. <laughs> Oh man, no hands, no hands, no hands, no hands, no hands. Uh, <laughs> hands on the stool. There you go. But you know, you already have like the blue, the Jays already cornered the market in Ontario, and then you know the the other province that is the most populous is Quebec. Um, for all of the the French um, population that love baseball, you're going to give them something to go watch. And, you know, they'll feel like it's something that is their own. Um, I mean, in addition to that, uh, let's see. You'd have more fans because, you know, they don't have to wait till they're 21 to drink beer at the games. Right? You have, you have 18-year-olds that are going to stimulate your economy by going to baseball games and drinking. Uh, again, I'm not, I'm not encouraging drinking. And that is a disclaimer. for If you're of legal drinking age, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, Death was discouraging drinking. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And uh, like I said, I, I just think it would it would just make it make for more of a tourist attraction to know that there's another popular sport there. Because I mean, the Montreal Canadiens are probably you know in, outside of well, no, Montreal Canadiens and Toronto Maple Leafs are probably the most recognizable hockey teams out there, right? Uh, along with maybe if you're in the states, like. I don't know, maybe the Rangers, maybe, I don't know, something like that. Um, and and the thing that as well is that Florida as a state already has multiple baseball teams, from what I understand, right? Like they have, well, not multiple. They have the yep. Marlins. Yeah, that's it. And that's it, right? So, th- so they could do without having another team. Sorry, I got them confused with like, you know how California has four teams yeah, for yeah, everything? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it's not like they would, you know, not that they wouldn't miss them, but I think that it would be more beneficial to have them in Montreal. However, as much as I know you want me to make an argument for Montreal, they would have to prove themselves because when the Expos were nice, they were still having trouble filling the stadium. So, so you know, they would have to show that they really want them to be there and that the fans would actually, you know, fill the stands and not just you know say hey we want a team we want a team and then bring like five thousand people to the games so all right 
And again, very valid points. Um, you know, to that point, I mean, to your last one, the Winnipeg Jets are kind of a quintessential example of what you're talking about there. You know, they, they moved the team on an owner's whim, like Kevin was talking about, because, you know, they were saying lack of funds, lack of fans and whatnot. You see what Winnipeg's been able to do, you know, bringing the team back and being able to sustain it. And I think that they're kind of one of the model franchises in the NHL right now. So it's doable. Um all right, so I'm going to, you know, again, sit on the fence here, and I'm going to take, you know, the angle of what the proposal is, which is having the team play part-time in both cities. So the thing that is kind of unique about this is that there's no other team in professional sports that splits time. They've talked about the Jacksonville Jaguars playing half their games over in England. They've talked about hockey teams splitting time between two cities. It's never happened. This would be the first of its kind. So here's something that interesting that I think a lot of people don't really take into consideration. Sorry, Kyle, I got to interrupt you. Urban Meyer must be salivating at the thought of getting some European ass. All I'm saying, <laughs> go on, go on. All the brothels over there are just, just <laughs> We're going to have games in, in uh, Amsterdam from now on. The, Jack- the Amsterdam Jaguars. <laughs> They would call it the Jaguars over there. <laughs> um, <laughs> very good point. So here's one for you guys. Where do all of the snowbirds go who live in Canada when the weather gets cold? Yeah, Florida. I they go to Florida. So there is a very big familiarity with the country of Canada and the state of Florida, because I think that's a very big tourist destination for Canadians to go down. So that's one you can, you can have a fan base that literally supports the team, you know, wherever they are, whether they're in Tampa or in Montreal. The thing that I like about the split is that Montreal has the demographic that you'd want to attract towards a baseball team. They've got, you know, obviously the, the infrastructure when it comes to, you know, where the city is, the metropolis that it's under, you know, and obviously all of the benefits that come with it being in Montreal, but they don't take any of the risk or don't take many of the risks that would come from having a team there full time. So now you wouldn't have to worry about your points, Jethro, about filling the stadium because you only have, you know, half the games to attend. So if you know that you're not going to have 81 home games, you're going to have 40. Well, it's a lot easier to sell tickets to 40 games and fill the stadium as opposed to 81, especially if the team isn't good. So you've got that angle. From Tampa Bay's perspective, they're losing a lot of these home games, which would now force the fans to say, if we want to keep this team here even half the time, we better go out and support this team. So now you have the chance to have a full stadium in two separate cities and have a fan base that's not only where it is right now in the States, in the southern states, but you have a huge chunk of the Canadian demographic that's now cheering for the Tampa Bay Rays slash Montreal Rays, whatever you want to call them. So you have that ability to corner the market in regards to putting a team out there and branding them as North America's team. Right. So from the money that would come in, you know, from Montreal, from, you know, the sustainability aspect of it that would come in from a Montreal perspective and from the existing, you know, 
brand that the Tampa Bay Rays have in regards to going out scouting players and you know drafting well, doing all the things that they do that that they do well because they have a solid ownership group in place that allows their baseball people to make those decisions. I think you kind of have the best of both worlds here. It's not like we're asking them to go play half their games in Australia. Like it's a three hour plane ride from Tampa Bay to Montreal. It's not much at all. And then automatically you've got a rivalry series with the Toronto Blue Jays. So again, this could be something that could be marketed so well because in that division, you've got the Red Sox and Yankees. And then you got Toronto, Baltimore, and Tampa. And neither of them, neither of those three teams fit into a rivalry. So if you actually want to market the team as well as, you know, a large market like a Toronto, like a New York, like a Boston, now you can actually do that with the state of Florida plus, you know, the country of Canada, especially in the Francophone community. So that is why I think the plan to do it splitting between Tampa and Montreal makes the most sense because it allows for the maximum capabilities with the minimal risk for both sides. Rebuttal. Rebuttal. (laughs) Go ahead. Kyle, you've pointed out some really good points there. Okay. There was lots of pointing being done in the point time that you just had. It was on point. Here's your your point about my pointing. But what I'm going to say is this, and and I feel like it hasn't been covered yet from any of us. I wonder what the players association is going to say, because now you're asking players on the Tampa Ray, Tampa Montreal race to hold residence in two different countries. So they have to have two houses to play on this team. They're going to be taxed differently for half the games. How, how do we uh, justify that right now? How can you as an owner attract talent and stay within the cap because you're gonna to have to pay people more because it's gonna be costing them more to be on your team whereas tampa you would be a very ideal location for someone trying to get the most bang for their buck in terms of salary and tax deductions but now you're saying two houses and i know yes they make a lot of money but not all of them do okay you're saying two houses two different countries the cost to go and play there is going to negate some players that are looking to go and make the most money possible. Why would I play there when I can play for another competitive team and make the same amount of money, but walk away with more in my pocket and less expenses for my cost of living. So we, I think we're overlooking the players here a little bit. It's a very good point, Kev. And, and again, I'm glad that you brought that up. So the couple of things that, that you can kind of get around that with. So like I said earlier, the amount of revenue that's going to come in, from having it split is actually going to benefit everybody. So now the team's going to have more money at their disposal to take care of these additional costs. So if you're asking players to, you know, to obviously play in two different cities and countries, you know, again, I like your point. That is a lot to ask of them. I think in that case, what you would do, and I'm sure this is why they're postponing it until 2027 is that every single one of those players has a work visa. So now you don't get taxed the same because now you're a temporary employee that's going over and working on a work visa. So you're going to get paid in American dollars. Okay. You're going to get taxed like you do in Florida because there's no state tax there. 
And realistically, any taxes that get incurred, I think the team would have to take care of based on the additional revenue that's coming in from ticket sales, from concessions, from all that kind of good stuff. But would they be able to with uh, with a cap? There's no there's no cap in baseball. I stand corrected. Maybe I should <laughs> maybe I should pay more attention to baseball. <laughs> so so again, like I I 100 agree with you because I think that's a big you know obstacle to overcome. But I think you can do it effectively if you kind of follow that guideline of look, we're not going to ask you to buy a house here. You know, we'll we'll make sure that. We know exactly when we're going to be in Montreal. We're probably going to be there for maybe two weeks at a time. So we'll have a hotel, much like we would on the road, but we know that we've got all the amenities that we need in order for us to make sure that it's a home game, right? So I think that's the way that you have to do it. You apply for work visas for all your players. You know, Everyone who plays for that team wouldn't have to be you know, subjected to paying taxes you know, in Canada and then coming back to, to work in the States. It just doesn't make sense. So work visas and then, you know, every player who signs with Tampa Bay, they're being taxed like they play in Tampa Bay, 160 or, you know, 80, 81 games a year. So I think that's how you get around that. Jet, any, any rebuttals on your end? Uh, like Kev said, when you think about the players themselves, um, it, it would be a bit of a clusterfuck having to worry about paying taxes in Canada and in the U.S. Well, not in the U.S. because, on the contrary, there's no income tax in Florida. There's property tax, but there's no income tax. So it'd be you'd have a hard time trying to convince these players, "Hey, go play in go play in Canada, where you're going to be taxed. You have to." Do Jet, Jet, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop you because were you not just listening to what I just said? Literally, legitimately what Kyle <laughs> said. It's pretty much what we were talking about the entire 10 minutes previous to what you just said. Your argument is verbatim what Kevin's argument was. Yeah. And you're well, arguing I just, on my defense now. We are I just wanted to see topic. if you were paying attention. Congratulations. 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 <laughs> Congratulations. You didn't play yourself. So <laughs> and on that note, don't forget to go to Costco and type in Fop yeah. 10 the next time you're at Costco or <laughs> yeah. Amazon. Type it up where? Yeah. Type it where? <laughs> oh, you know where. I don't, yeah, you know where to find All right. Um, oh. And on that note, I'm going to make sure that Jethro is not in charge of the, of the committee to pitch to have Montreal have a full-time baseball <laughs> team. <laughs> Sorry, Montreal fans. Throws the best we got. Sorry, guys. Listen, I wasn't. I wasn't listening. Other than other than other than other than strip clubs and poutine, I want nothing. To do. <laughs> oh man, that I was gonna let you go on just to humiliate yourself even more, but I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't anymore. I was like, is he literally? Is he literally making the argument that I literally just addressed? five seconds before he started talking <laughs> oh man another week what? of the front office podcast everybody um but uh again you know we we wanted to talk about that so that's it for tonight um but again i think it's an interesting debate that people can have because there's obviously a lot of sides to this that need to play out and i think you know realistically you know we don't know what the end conclusion is going to be 
But uh, again, for those Montreal Rabbit baseball fans, hopefully they can get some resolution to either having a part-time or a full-time baseball team, whatever it is. But um, on that note, we're going to call it a night. And uh, again, we mentioned our, our you know main sponsor at the front of the show with the Smoke Shack BTP Smokehouse. Another big shout out to, uh, to our friends over at Human 2.0 and obviously the, uh, the overseers of Constantly Improving. But uh, for anybody who, uh, again, is a loyal listener to the show and wants to take advantage of all of the great things that happen at Human 2.0, when you register for a free trial class at Human 2.0, mention the podcast and you will get a second free trial class. But we've got the comeback. We've got the website we addressed. We've got the wager set up. We've got grinding beans. We had constantly improving. We had a great debate. We even got a bonus grinding bean session. I think all in all, that was a great show considering that Kevin is still driving. <laughs> still hey, driving. How far did he drive out, yo? Barhaven's far, guys. Barhaven <laughs> is very far. I, uh, Barhaven. I, I've been in Orleans for probably the start of uh, the baseball talk. And I'm just like, well, I'm kind of into this thing right now. And I know as soon as I get into the house, it's going to be quiet. And my wife's going to be like, why are you talking out loud on the speakerphone? <laughs> so I just figured for the sake of everyone, I'm going to continue driving around because I was really engaged. Plus, it's the mobile version of, uh, of Grinding Beans. Still. Exactly. It was the mobile version. But Kev's actually driving from Montreal to Tampa Bay right now yes. to see how far, <laughs> how far it actually is. It's a fact-finding mission. I'm looking to find two things. Um, Expos fans in Florida and the girl that was grinding against Urban Meyer earlier this past weekend. Make sure when you pass through Columbus, Ohio, that uh, you go to that bar again and see if uh, see if she's still there. Um, the bar is called Planks because it's the only bar I remember going to when I went to Columbus, Ohio. And uh, it's the type of bar that you'd fully expect an old man to be grinded on by a young co-ed. That's, that's just the type of place it was. Especially one who's won a national championship for her school. Anyways, on that note, all Urban Meyer jokes aside, uh, glad to be back, fellas. Um, again, I missed you the last uh, the last week and a half of you know you not being prepared for the show and trying to guide you along as best as possible. But uh, um, don't forget, everybody, to rate, review, and subscribe. Go listen to all of our episodes if you you know if you haven't got caught up yet. Um, and go visit our website at frontofficepodcast.com. Um, thank you to Dine Sports for everything you guys do for us behind the scenes. And uh, let's hope in our uh, in our pods versus pros league, we can uh, keep the momentum going here, boys. We're, we're on a two-game winning streak, and our team is uh, firing on all cylinders right now. So let's, uh, let's keep her going. But on that note, I hope both of you lose all of your matchups in fantasy this week. I hope I win all of mine. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I wish that upon you That's every cold. week. Every week I wish that upon that, you. That. That's cold. <laughs> All right. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> if we didn't hate each other, we wouldn't love each other. Remember that. Um, That's, right. That's right. That's a T-shirt right there, boy. Exactly. You know what? That'll be that'll be a front office podcast T-shirt. Don't don't you worry. All right. And on go that to the note, website. Check go, it out. Yeah, go on the website. Check it out. And on that note, Jet, you know what to do. I hate you. Later, bitches. Hell of a show. Hell of a show.